0: Get ready to call in with your questions and comments at one 472 5790 That's one 472 5790 Business buzz is out to put the buzz back into your business. Here's your host, Frank Hellring. Hey,
1: can you hear the buzz? Welcome wherever you may be. You have found Business Buzz, where we're all about putting the buzz back into your business. I'm your host, Frank Hellring, and we're coming to you live, prime time on the Voice America Business Network channel. And Business Buzz is brought to you today by On Fire Processing, where there is no burn, just earn. If you're a small business out there today and you need a course in hieroglyphics to read that statement, From where you're getting your current merchant processing needs met, then you need to pick up the phone right now and call toll free 833 866 3473 or make it more simple 833 U O N F I R E. To contact Business Buzz, you can call us at toll free 877 number 3 N O W B U Z or email us at info at B I Z Z N E S S B U Z Z -Z 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 dot com. To get in touch with me personally, go to my show host webpage, which is b i z z n e s s b u z z dot com. And if you want to be a guest on the show, or you just simply have a business out there that wants to elevate your brand and expand your reach, get in touch with us that way. Well, shout out to Chaplain Joseph Havens, who is a incredible former American United States Army soldier, chaplain. In the U.S. Army, now a chaplain to thousands of U.S. veterans across the country in a ministry called Whitewater Ministries up in Spokane, Washington. Recently, he started Cookies to Cops. That's it. That's it. First responders covered Cookies to Cops, where he's handing out dozens, I mean dozens of cookies in Spokane, in Seattle, moving into Portland, and he's doing it all on a shoestring budget. So let me tell you something out there. If you're a small business owner, you need to get in touch with Cookies to Cops today because he wants to move into an initiative called Adopt-a-Cop, Adopt-a-Cop where small business gets involved, really gets involved, gets their hands dirty, gets out there delivering cookies, shaking hands, maybe even a hugging a man or a woman in blue and thanking them for defending your business. Well, I've got a new advertiser coming up, You Financial Freedom. Let me tell you something, if you're a small business out there, you need to tune in next week because we're going to have them on as a guest. And I'm telling you something right now, In business, if you can't forecast revenue and you can't forecast expenses, and more importantly, you don't have a reliable source of information to help you equate what those two things mean, then you need to tune in next week and listen to the CEO of You Financial Freedom because I'm telling you something, he's hitting that nail right on the head with an incredible software package that's going to help you manage not only your debt, but your wealth. Well, let me tell you something. I have got a shout out to Manny Lopez, Manifestation.com. Hey, Manny. Tremendous guest you were last week on my show, was really privileged and honored to be on your seminar and webinar yesterday, learned a whole lot about who Manny is in a lot of ways, and we're excited about getting on your, uh, I think it's your mentor or your uh, expert uh, platform and whatnot, so we can have your thousands of kids who you've got in your educational platform, tune into our show and get paid Manny bucks. Yeah, I'll tell you what, you need to stay tuned for that because let me tell you something, we're going to be talking more and more about getting alongside Manny Lopez. Well, I entitled the show today, New York City Needs a Miracle on 34th Street. I don't know whether you folks have ever watched that movie, but let me tell you something, it's a heart-rending touch of New York City, Macy's, Gimbel's, All those particular era stores back in that neck of the woods that ran into a thing called competition between two of the biggest retailers in New York City and how they learn not only to work together, but they learn how to prosper together as well. And along those lines, boy, I'm joined today by my co-host, my political centric co-host, Natasha Friedman. Natasha is an incredible political commentator. She's got a show called Maryland Politics on TV Free Baltimore that's heard from Maine to the Florida Keys. How are you doing, Natasha? Welcome. Happy to have you on Business Buzz again with me today.
2: Thank you so much for having me again, Frank.
1: This is an exciting show, Natasha. Very exciting show. Because we've got a guest on with us who's running for governor in the state of New York. Derek Gibson was raised by a Christian mother. Who taught all seven of her children the difference between right and wrong. He's born in New York City but raised in Georgia. Derek became a well-versed in everything that had to do with survival. He learned how to fish, he learned how to hunt, grow a garden, and be a gentleman. In high school he became interested in the industrial arts and auto mechanics. He landed a scholarship to South Georgia Technology College in America's Georgia where he graduated with a degree in automotive technology. After graduation, he was employed in the automotive industry where he gained valuable knowledge and experience, which he used to open up his own auto transmission shops. Gibson also served in the State Guard in Georgia. Hats off, Derek, for serving your country. Gibson went to college and got his degree in criminal justice. He's seen both sides of the justice system and agrees that it can be unfair, but he's determined to do something about it. Growing up a black man in the South with a Christian upbringing and six siblings, his mother ran a tight ship. Boy, I can bet that's true. She brought her children up right. This was the only way she knew. She had a very spiritual childhood. He had a very spiritual childhood and attended church regularly. Boy, that'll uh, get some hot coffee today with churches being shut down. His mother encouraged a strong adherence to the concept of right and wrong and taught her children the meaning of the word integrity. Derek? Gibson, welcome to Business Buzz. We're so happy to have you with us today.
3: Thank you, Frank, glad to be here.
1: Nice to talk to somebody in the midst of NYC, my friend. You know, I saw an article in the New York Times in August and the title of that article was nearly one third of New York, excuse me, that's the one in New York Post. One third of New York small businesses may be gone forever. Then I picked up and I found the New York Post recent article that's entitled Nearly One-Third of New York and New Jersey Small Businesses Reportedly Closed in 2020. That article was dated November 29, 2020, just a few days ago. Derek, what's really going on in the Big
3: Apple? So, uh, I'm going to back up a little bit there on the small business. I attended school right down 34th Street uh, and between 6th and 7th uh, Avenue. And it's a thriving place with lots of small business and also of a large business. And uh, it was really, really booming. So, come this year when the, uh, the pandemic came along, uh, things start to uh, fade away uh with the lock the lockdowns that was uh put into place uh what happened is the very lockdown that we put in place didn't stop early enough as i tweeted out i can go back and get my tweet i tweeted out uh march uh the end of february that the subway system should be shut down because of the elbow the elbow we like cattle in the subway trains, so that is how uh the uh the china virus spread it all over the uh city of new york and throughout the state of new york but our uh leadership, uh Como the governor, and uh the Blasio the Mayo, they failed to do that. They was too busy uh throwing stones at our current president, uh trying to make him look bad and encouraging us to go out and uh, participate in parades and carry on as life is normal. So that's what I have made it get out of control. Now back to the small business and the large business. Uh yeah. They are going under their company. It was already stressful enough with the taxes and all the regulations. It was hard to survive as a small business from the beginning before the pandemic came along. After the pandemic and they started the, the uh the lockdown on uh health citizens, it did absolutely no good. And that's what uh made the financial decline of the small business and and uh they started to go out of business. So this is the point uh, where we at now on this second round of the uh, pandemic. We uh, uh, Governors are overstepping their uh, bounds. They're overreaching the power that was given to them from the legislator and going above that and uh, forcing people out of business. There's something more behind it than the, uh, the pandemic that is going on. So I have a lot of thoughts on that. But uh, uh, when the time comes, I'll speak on that also.
1: You know, Tasha, it seems like Derek's popping over on the political side of the fence. Uh, (laughs) Why don't you jump in there and make some commentary?
2: Yes, definitely. So, Derek, you mentioned about COVID-19 and about the vaccine. As you know, Governor Cuomo has been on press conference after press conference week after week. He actually got an Emmy for the COVID-19 press conferences that he did. But I... Stan, um, you, you were correct when you said that, he has been, that he, Governor Cuomo and Mayor de Blasio have been bashing President Trump for not doing enough about COVID-19, even though the president has produced three vaccines, which should be coming out in the next week or two. What is your response to Governor Cuomo and Mayor de Blasio's you know, pushback on the president, saying that he hasn't done enough uh, for the COVID-19 pandemic?
3: Well, these guys know in their heart that President Trump went uh, uh, up and above to do everything he could with, with the pandemic and also that the thing is that we didn't do enough ourselves as leaders up there in New York, Como, and Mayor de Blasio because we had uh, uh, things, uh, uh, ventilators and warehouses that were saturated, we didn't bring out. There's a lot of things done, a lot of things behind it. and yet you say uh, about the uh, COVID uh, tests and the uh, treatments we have that I work with a team, uh, NASA scientists, I am on that team, and uh we have a treatment rapid uh we've been had rapid uh test treatment 15 minutes of finger prick no swabs prick finger prick tells you whether you had the COVID before or do you have it now? and also we had a treatment which is a homeopathic treatment and it's how been proven to has worked on several high profile people the tennessee titan using on 19 of their players uh and it did the treatment worked on them so it's It's stuff out there, and I've been trying to get it out there for the people of the uh, state of New York, and New York City, and America itself. These are low-cost things that can save our senior citizens in the nursing home, which uh, Cuomo is directly for uh, the death of our loved ones in the uh, nursing homes, uh, 11,000 and above. So if if only we will stop playing politics with people's lives. We could get this under control instead of locking down. Help the people. We need to concentrate on the nursing homes. Stop locking them down and get these rapid tests in and get this treatment for those people, which is uh, once once again homeopathic uh, treatment. And take it two to three days, and they don't need a ventilator. nothing. so we can save lives if we really want to save it. We are playing politics with people' life, and I'm upset about it. I know there's treatment out there that uh, is available for people, and it's cost-wise. It's absolutely nothing. You can get a rapid test for $50. Uh, right now in New York, they're right wrapped around the building. They're paying $150 to $1,000 per test, which makes absolutely no sense. So the people are starving for this, but we have affordable things out there that they can get and get ahead of this uh, virus. So, Therefore, saying that, our economy should be open. It shouldn't be locked down. Help the people, there's no need to be locked in or locked down, absolutely zero. If you are sickly, uh, you have some kind of underlying uh, 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 illness, sure, stay at home, protect yourself. But we have went too far with this lockdown and we have got to reverse that. We have got to push back and we have got to get this treatment for the people, starting with the ones in the nursing home. Those are the main people that's needed so we can save our elderly. People that have struggled and paid taxes, worked so hard, Uh, for us to take care, and we're neglecting them at this very moment.
2: And one of the things I want to follow up with you, Derek, is as you saw with Governor Cuomo Mayor de Blasio, they've limited the attendance in houses of worship, such as synagogues and churches. But when it came to mosques, they did not. And the Supreme Court actually just overruled uh, what Mayor De Blasio and what Governor Cuomo wanted to put—they wanted to limit the attendance in houses of worship—and the Supreme Court said, "No, you can't." But Governor Cuomo is basically calling that an irrelevant um, l- rule of law from the United States Supreme Court. What is your response to that?
3: Well, I seen that very article. I read it, and I was—I just shook my head. I mean, it's complete nonsense. First of all, government need to uh, be withdrawn out of the religious institution. We are grown-ups. We can't. We know how to take care of ourselves. We don't need the government to force us to do that. If, if The Constitution gives you uh, 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 the freedom of religion. So we should not, yeah, the, the fourth. We should never, never step into that and try to overdo that. So closing the church down, telling you uh, how many people you should have in the church is unconstitutional. It's something that the government should not be doing. It's something that I wouldn't even consider or think about doing. Of course, I would... Uh, uh, have meetings with them and and give ideas this is how we can do it let's do this to try to keep keep uh the churches open i know uh uh liquor stores and different things are open they say they're essential but the church is not essential which is pathetic it makes absolutely no sense to me i'm a christian I was raised up in the church uh and i truly believe in uh religions you practice your religion I say something about the mosque i'm not familiar with the mosque whether he uh told them they couldn't have a certain amount of people now but i know uh the jewish community he dogged them out that's why i call him a racist because he picks on the jewish community you need to pull out and let people uh govern themselves so that's what i intend to do uh when i become governor is give the power back to the people let the people make those decisions yes and listen to science there's nothing wrong with listening to science but make a make a common sense decision on all things uh, and move forward. We are all grownups. We can regulate ourselves. We don't need the government to text us every day and say, wear a mask. That's something we don't need to do. You don't need that in your life. So uh, those things got to be changed. We got to push back. And the thing about, it, I heard you say mosque. I'm not going to pick out the mosque and say he didn't tell the mosque. I don't know that for a fact, but I know all, all other religious institutions he did, but the mosque, The Baptist church, the Catholic church, everybody need to come together and push back and show uh, these uh, tyrant governors that we're not going to tolerate that. You
1: know, Derek, it's incredible. Go, go well, ahead. I was just no. going to make
2: the point, um, what uh, Mayor de Blasio said specifically, it was in a tweet, um, during the Ramadan, you know, he said to the Islam, Islamic community, um, you know, whatever we can do for you, we will help you, we will provide, but then Orthodox Jewish people, like you um, said, during the most religious holiday, which is Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, it's the Jewish New Year, it's the Day of Atonement for Jews, um, he wouldn't let them congregate um in their synagogues um and he only limited it to at least eight people and in the orthodox Jewish community you have to have 10 people in order to what they they have to have what they call a minion in order to do the service um so that's what i was referencing
3: okay great.
1: You know, Derek, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to hold your answer to that question because we're moving towards a break and whatnot i'll tell you said right now i am so thrilled to be listening to the heart of new york uh, that's what this show's all about, that's what we're after, to hear what's really going on in the midst. Listen, we're going to take a quick break here. You listen to Business Buzz with Frank Hellring live on the Voice America Business Network, brought to you by On Fire Processing. If you're a merchant uh, out there and you've got a merchant processing headache, you need to pick up the phone right now and call 833-866-3473, and we're going to be right back with more buzz for your business.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
4: Are you tired of being overcharged by your credit card processing company? Not sure what you're even being charged for? Well, at On Fire Processing, we are here to serve you and help you possibly save money and increase your business revenue, keeping you in the black. We are your one-stop shop for merchant services worldwide. Our motto is no burn, just earn. Please call us at 833, the letter U, on fire. That's 833-866-3473.
0: Hey, welcome
1: back. It's Frank Kellering. I'm on here today with my co-host, Natasha Friedman of Maryland Politics. We've been mixing it up with Derek Gibson, who's running for governor of the state of New York. You know, uh, Derek, uh, we talked a lot about the problems that are going on in NYC right now, and believe me, they're they're multiple uh, and massive. Uh, I have three basic watchwords on my show, which are unity, relationship, and the law of reciprocity. You hear that coming out of President Trump's mouth really almost since he took office uh, four years ago. Uh, And I happen to believe in it 100 percent that small business needs to be going down those trackways. Let me ask you a question. What really is going on in the midst of the small business community that is now faced with the incredible numbers of losing one third of their community in the NYC space? What kind of proactive moves are happening right now in your midst to try and right the sinking ship?
3: right because uh with the current uh regulations uh things that is going gone is running uh small business completely out of business it's hard for a small business. i'm a small business owner myself it's hard for a small business owner to hold on doing uh crunch times like this it's hard enough already with the, all the extra added regulations going on so what has got to happen in the city of new york and all over the state of new york the crime has got we that crime has risen so much that that's the number one concern is get crime under control. Once we get the crime under control, then we can deal with bringing back the small business uh, that has left and the ones that are still that we need to help them out, help them through this uh, uh, pandemic by funding them uh, uh, right, like they're supposed to be because the small business is the heartbeat of America, the heartbeat of our community employs so many of our people out of, uh, out of our community. I stay in Rigo Park, Queens, and I've seen several business uh, during this pandemic have uh, closed down restaurants because they can't afford it anymore and they're not getting the help from the government uh the city or the state government that they need to uh move forward to keep the business afloat so they land off employees and uh, once they do that and then the business don't pick up they new york city did a COVID tax which is crazy so if i want to go to the restaurant i got to pay the regular fee pay the COVID tax i got a tip and that's running restaurants out of business, keeping people at home so they're not going to the restaurant so from there what we got to do we have got to cut all the regulations that are strangling the small business. It's like they don't want, leadership don't want small business uh, in the state of New York or the city of New York. That's what it seems like to me. And from looking at Amazon building in uh, two plants out in, I almost said the name, out in Brooklyn anyway, doing two warehouses out in Brooklyn. I don't know whether you're familiar with that or not. So what that is doing is it's going to kill the small, the mom and pop schools because people go online, they order from Amazon, they deliver, they do whatever. So the thing behind the whole thing is that, Uh, They're going to call a so-called reset, and it's really socialism. If I own Amazon or Target or whatever, that would make me happy. I wouldn't mind paying 60% or 70% tax because I'm getting all the business. Therefore, it's not hurting me to pay those kind of taxes. So that is what's going on. The small mom-pop business is being pushed out in lieu of the big business that can pay the government those uh, uh, crazy taxes uh, uh, then to therefore to... To uh, give people socialism to control their every move. So, what we got to do, like I said, the small business regulations have got to be cut completely. We got to open the economy back up. That's the only way our small business is going to hold on. Without opening the economy back up, we are lost. The gyms uh, on the Staten Island yesterday, the restaurant uh, owner that got arrested. You know, it's it's, it's crazy. We got uh, uh, uh people running. Uh, doing all kind of crimes that we've done about it, we look the other way, but when the small businessman opens the business, we want to arrest that man. So those are the things that got to be done and more to get the small business to hold on uh, 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 for their life.
1: You know, Derek, I want to make sure that I heard you correctly, because this is the first time I've heard this copy. I did a show at uh, NYC a few weeks ago with uh, Natasha, as a matter of fact, and I didn't hear any type of copy coming back of the fact that small business owners have a fear factor of going and
3: turning the key in the door in the morning. Is that what you just said? That's exactly what I just said, because they know they're going to get fined 15000 $20,000. They can't afford it. You can't afford that. You already your customers are already not coming because they have been uh scared they're afraid the news media is scaring everybody about the virus, so people are afraid and they don't shop like they used to so it's you can't when when you don't have a volume, you can't hold on it's no way you can hold on you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna close your doors forever and uh we can't afford that uh to have all the small business going under like that.
1: You know, one of the things that Washington D.C. has done is they've thrown money at the problem like they always do. Okay, uh, they moved into EIDL, you know, emergency loans, and the package in the SBA, right. and also the 3P loans. That those funds ran out. Okay, right. uh, you indicated to meet You're black owner business small business right and uh you know the stats that are coming back are that uh you know they didn't get a heck of a lot of a crunch of those funds you know uh in their neck of the woods to help their small business community in fact uh, they're impacted uh, tremendously is that what you're seeing in your neck of the woods as far as black owned businesses
3: Right. And not only black, all minority owned businesses it just wasn't enough to go around. I don't know whether it wasn't distributed right, but I know the first wave uh, President Trump signed and the Congress approved uh, went out and it went to the big banks uh, from the beginning. till people started raising hell about it then it kind of trucked down to the smaller business uh, to do that. So it just wasn't enough funds to go around. And then we started playing with the uh, uh, the second round, which never got approved to this day. And uh, how do you expect for people to hold on? You cannot hold on because you can't pay your employees you can't pay your rent if you're in the building so you're just losing all the way around yeah.
1: natasha correct me if i'm wrong didn't we have some movement on that as far as a stimulus uh, package uh, on the hill uh, he did. That in
2: the be- yeah, that is correct. In the beginning, we did have a stimulus package, single people got $1,200. Uh, married people got $2,400. But you can't survive on that. And actually, the president has asked for more COVID relief from Congress, and they haven't put anything forward. They put their own agenda in there. They say they're going to help the American worker, but they really don't. They are really set on pushing climate change and global warming and helping the socialists and globalists in this country. And that is a true fact. Act. And that is what is that that's, that's why the president put out these COVID 19 vaccines in less than five years because everyone said, Oh, he's not going to get it done in five years. So he's actually getting them done. He's going to be distributing them out next week, uh, which is really going to help the American people and help get the American worker back to work. That's what the whole point is. The president wants us to reopen our country because he knows that the small businesses are the backbone of our nation. And that is who. Helped him get elected, and who helped him get re-elected in this yeah. election?
1: You know, uh, uh, Derek. There's a law of association. There was a guy who wrote a book, uh, Marvin Lasky, called "The Tragedy of American Compassion." When I was involved in the nonprofit realm with World Vision, that was like my second Bible in anything that I went into government circles or whatever. He was actually a sounding board of the United States Congress, and what he found was that there was a law of association prior to the tax-free status that was issued to. You know, religious organizations and charities and the like and philanthropic organizations, that law of association was almost like a banding together, you know, of the community and specifically the small business community, and it worked. They built hospitals, universities, I mean, you name it. Turn around, take a look at your history. A lot of the infrastructure that came from this country came from that neck of the woods. Let me ask you a question. Is any of that movement happening in your midst right now where these small businesses are beginning to band together and realize, hey, in unity, we've got strength. Apart, we're going to get knocked off like 10 pins.
3: Right, and that's what I've been looking at. It's been kind of slow, but now... uh it's coming to. they starting to come together quicker. But from the beginning, it started out slow. They were trying to go along with the governor, the mails, or whatever said, and just trying to tough it out. But now that they see things are not uh, going actual like they should be, uh, the small business owners are coming together. They're putting out statements. They're standing up for each other, which is which is good at the moment. But back to what you're saying about the infrastructure, we have um the President Trump put out uh, funding which is called Opportunity Zone that a lot of people don't know about in the state of New York. I do that. My company do that. Get you the funding for it. And uh, it's zones that has been designated by your governor, which the state of New York, we have 496. And he has, uh, uh, if you want to designate five more, he could do that. So actually, we could be a whole new cities uh, under the Opportunity Zone was designated in the state of New York. Small business could take uh, small business need to get involved in the Opportunity Zone. They are money there. Uh, he put in, two months ago, I was with President Trump, uh, Dr. Carson, and a couple more people in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, for a meeting about this Opportunity Zone. He put in $500 billion for the Op Zone. So if you're a small business owner and you're listening in, you need to reach out to me because you need to take advantage of that. This will keep you help keep you afloat. Uh, they, they are things like that that the state of New York and the city of New York, New York is, isn't telling you about simply because it came from President Trump. But like I said years ago, I don't care who it come from, as long as it's good for my community, I'm going to embrace that. And But politics has uh, uh, hurt small business and everything else across the board.
1: You know, it's interesting uh, that you're saying, you know, from a political standpoint of view, because uh, you just had a state senator stand in front of a bar, okay, in Staten Island, Max Pub. Uh, And come to the defense of of him being arrested. Do you know that gentleman?
3: I don't know him personally, but uh, I know of him, and he's that that guy is a brave, uh, brave young man, and he has something to know. He has to fight for his livelihood and his livelihood of his family. So I admire him one hundred percent. My intention was to be over there today, uh, speaking, but I was unable to make it. So my campaign man is going to represent me out there today. I had other things. going on such as my daughter's sick and in the hospital so uh, other than that I would have been out there with the young man today
1: you know you've got some challenges I mean being a small business owner you're a contractor right, in, in right and and right okay and now you're running for governor I mean how do you balance that I mean you've also got some beautiful daughters you know in your family I mean you know balance I mean has got to be a key you know in your life uh how, how are you how are you handling that Derek?
3: Right. Well, I have a strong foundation. Like I said, a strong spiritual foundation. And, uh, you know, I just let it flow. I let it flow. And, and it's easy to balance out. If you are really rooted into something, balancing is no problem. So it's doing. I, I'm established. I have people working. I have partners, business partners. I have people working uh, uh, right now uh, in the company. We keep pushing. We are struggling just like every other small business around America, but we just keep pushing. But I know For a fact, I cannot sit back and see my country or my state uh, continue to decline and do absolutely nothing about it. I don't see it as a hard task at all. I see that as an easy walk straight into the governor's office and flip things around, turn around and put stuff back in place like it should be. It's called common sense governor. Like once I said before, I have two degrees, one in criminal justice, one in automotive technology. But without those degrees, I'm just a complete idiot. Like you hear on the news all the time What the expert said, Okay, yeah, I'm an expert and uh, uh, take the top off an of ink pen. But when it comes to other stuff, what the hell? Just because I'm an expert in one fit I mean I'm an expert across the board. And that's what got America screwed up today. We're depending on experts. Let's go back to the common sense, man. Apply that to what you learn with your degrees, and then we can govern better and then turn the power back over to the people.
1: You know, I I just had a recent guest on my show, uh, Manny Lopez, and and the guy is just phenomenal. He's a former foster uh, child that's made good, right? And he's got kids, uh, 20,000 kids in his educational platform all over the world. uh, And he finances it with his own little crypto thing that he put together called Manny Bucks, you know. Uh, Let me ask you a question. In that neck of the woods, as far as, you know, because, uh, you know, and maybe Natasha, you want to chime in on this, uh, you know, de Blasio now is saying he's going to open up the New York schools again, Right uh let me ask you a question from an educational standpoint of view you know where is new york city sitting right now because a lot of small business owners out there are saddled with the fact that they've got kids at home right uh that they've got to educate that they've got to you know continue their education and now all of a sudden you know here's the quandary you know send them back to the schools Well, what are we sending them back to because we have the hospitals full with covid 19 right now and people dying every day
3: right and you know i thank god that i have only one child that's in school at the moment uh uh, Jacqueline Kenny O'Nash is right there in Manhattan, and um, the, the, she's old enough. Uh, she's 17. She's old enough to take care of herself to school, working throughout. Uh, so I don't have to uh, just be there with her to do that because she's at that point where she can do it herself. But I feel for the people that have the younger kids, they're going to need their parents, sisters, brothers right there to walk them through it. They're not efficient in doing stuff on computers like uh, they may have sh- should be. And it's another thing about the schools, in a good way, in a way, it's good for them not to be in the uh, school because the education system now is uh, is completely crap. So they are teaching that black lives matter, gender uh, stuff like that. I don't want my kids going to school saying, uh, uh, "Sure, we want to know our history, we want to know about slavery, not it, But I don't want them beating that across the head and say, "Well, you know, your your ancestor was slave. You can't do this, you can't do that." That's basically what's going on in the school system. are uh, curriculum coming from the uh, board of education is geared towards black Lives matter uh uh it's opinionated and when you are uh, answering my daughter answered one question on there about uh illegal immigrants and then she got it wrong they said it was wrong and it was the only opinion uh so i mean it's sad what's going on in schools, system and it's kind of a good thing that uh, it's working both ways that your school is really not open so it gives you a chance to educate your children the right way because uh, graduating out of high school in New York City or New York State now, you can't work in the corporate world. You can't speak the language. You, you just can't do it. It's crazy. So it's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. We need school choice. I heard Biden say he's going to crack down on those uh, uh, schools. Uh, so he, he's in for public school, but we need school choice 100 percent. Your tax dollars that you pay need to go to the school that you want your uh, child to attend. And I'm for that 100% because the schools have failed us. The schools have taught our children not to love their own home. And it's sad and pathetic. Yeah, I heard he's opening schools back up. The schools, in my opinion, shouldn't have been closed because it wasn't affecting the kids like that in no way from the beginning. I heard Google has taken over the school system. It's just too much going on in the state of New York. I would not let my child, if I had smaller children, I would not put them in public school. I started off my kids in private school anyway from the beginning. Then I took uh, sent them over to public school because I want them to interact with uh, you know, other, other kids. You know, just So to Derek,
2: if you become governor of the state of New York, how are you going to work with the superintendents and with the school board to make sure that the curriculum it, it, that the teachers are teaching the, the history as written and they're not teaching it based on their opinion but they're te- they're teaching uh, the education based on fact
3: right so what I would like to do is uh put civilian control back in uh, into the school with the teachers and the, just the uh the parents and come up with uh, instead of handing the uh, curriculum to the teacher and say, teach. I don't have any experience in teaching, but I could go in the New York City school system right now, and I could be qualified as a teacher because you're gonna give me a packet and say, you do this to the kid, do that. Anybody can do that. So we need to take that back away and let the teachers teach again. That's what need to happen. So I plan that that our that, uh, that uh, board of education in Auburn is, is better, look better than the Supreme Court in uh, Washington, DC. What a waste of money. And what a waste of time. So I plan on restructuring the school system completely with civilian control. I am tired of state-controlled schools. I want to reorganize that, put the uh, educational uh, uh, power back in the hands of you and I, ourselves, and let the uh, civilians run the school system.
1: Great. We're going to be moving towards uh, another break here. When We are incredibly going after on this particular show what is really going on in the midst of New York City at Christmas time we're going to take a quick break here you're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Hilling live on Voice America Business Network brought to you by on fire Processing. If you're a merchant out there and you're dealing with merchant processing and you know what that number is better than I do when you get that statement, if you can move that number 10, 20, 30, 40% to the positive side of the fence, then you need to pick up the phone and call 833 866 3473. We're going to a break right now. We'll be back with more buzz for your business.
0: Things grow. PPP, COVID-19, SBA, is there a way? Hey, we're back. Frank
1: Helling, your host, along with my co host, Natasha Friedman. We are now on the live call in segment of Business Watch. So, if you're a small business owner out there right now and you want to get something off your chest or you want to tell us what is going on in your world, in your world as far as the small business community, you need to pick up the phone right now and call 866 472 5790. That's 866-472-5790, and you can mix it up with Frank and Natasha and Derek Gibson, who's running for the mayor of the state of New York. Governor.
2: Governor of the state of New York. Oh, I'm
1: sorry, Governor Wright. Oh, boy. Got my brain twisted. Okay, sorry about that, Derek. Uh, Listen, we've been talking about NYC, and uh, I've got three watchwords on my show, uh, Derek. Meet, collaborate, and grow. Uh, I'm so glad I met you today, Uh, you know, and that, you know, we'll get past that real quick. Collaborate's a big one though, because collaborate is where you bring together the essence of who a Derek is and a Frank and a Natasha and anybody else that wants to do business together and you put a thing called intellectual property, right? Right in the midst of the table and you find out whether or not you can work together. And the last one is grow. And if there's anything right now the small businesses need to get to, it's not being, you know, upheld by crutch loans like eidl and three p's we need to get back to a thing called profitability got to get back to profitability got to be getting back to standing on our own two feet before we broke in the first segment we talked a little bit about education i really have a heart for that because i'm sitting here in california looking at all the high school down, all the elementary schools shut down i mean empty parking lots when is this going to end natasha is there anything going on in the DC beltway talking about this because this is a not an NYC problem as Derek talked about this is a national issue
2: Well, one of the biggest things that the President of the United States has talked about is school choice Um, and Betsy DeVos who's the head of the Department of Education she talked about having school vouchers which is really really important and You know, Derek talked about earlier how he had his kids go to private school. He made sure that he knew the curriculum that was being taught, so there wasn't any discrepancies. The problem with public school right now is that the teachers are basically just speaking opinion and not fact. And right now on Capitol Hill, especially in Congress and the Senate, education is not really... Uh, something that they're focused on right now. They're not passing any bills on education right now. And we have people like Dr. Fauci who one minute says you need to close the schools, then we can reopen, then we can close and we can reopen. So the parents get confused what they should do. Should they homeschool their children or should they put them back in school? Is it better for a parent to teach their kids the history as written or to rely on our educators? So that's something that really needs to be asked and Um, Derek, you're running for governor, you know, what, you know, what is going to be the the biggest thing when you work with education, um, if you get into that governorship?
3: Like I said, uh, a few minutes ago before we went to the break, the biggest thing that need to be done, we have to break down the state control of the, uh, uh, board of education. We have to put it back in the civilian hands. We've got to come up with a commission of teachers and regular civilians. And that's how we got to get our curriculum together and uh, come together and get what we want taught in our schools because right now it's a mess. I mean, it's it's a straight mess. The curriculum is, is screwed completely. Uh, starting uh, back in the summer when the Black Lives Matter incidents was going on and there was demand and everything. So this the school system in uh, New York state without reaching out to the parents brought in Google. Bill Gates Googling, uh to, to uh, bring the curriculum for our school system, so they ease that in on us. And I have, uh, I know a couple of school teachers and I, uh, a lot of things, I get the curriculums, I get stuff that uh, uh, the average citizen is not prepared to, I get that. And I look at it and it's a disgrace what is going on. So that's my first order of business is to form a commission to uh, put control back into your hands and back into my hands. So. Uh, We can get the right curriculum going so we can get our children educated uh like need to be and it's something else we need to do we don't have the technical schools anymore when i came up we had technical schools that's how i learned a lot of uh crafting and automotive stuff because we had technical high schools and uh, everybody's not a book person to go off to college to do whatever everybody don't need to do that it takes everyone to make our society to go from mechanics to nurses to cooks and also those things that need to be taught in our school. We we it was mandatory that we did home economics. It was mandatory that we did welding. Each quarter we took different things up. And then I became I fell in love with the cause. That's how I won a scholarship to go go to school. I did uh industrial arts, making uh bowls and tables, all that stuff. So I wanna bring that back to the uh to the schools in uh, New York City and New York State. Those technical schools have to come back. You can make a good living. I came out of high school, I could have went straight in somewhere and making 40 uh, dollars an hour doing mechanical work uh, just from high school. I really didn't need to go to a technical college, but I did, I learned more when I went there, but I could have went and learned hands on. And this is, what, this is how we got to concentrate now on our school system.
1: I'm going to date myself, uh, Derek, but I remember President Kennedy when I was uh, growing up, right, in, in junior high school. Remember the, uh, you know, intramurals and uh, and right. uh, physical education, all that kind of good stuff? They pulled that out of schools, too, and take a look at the obesity right. problem we got. Right. We got a live call in uh, right now, Catherine, uh, calling in from the midst of uh, the Big Apple. How are you doing, Catherine? Welcome to Business Buzz.
5: Thank you. You hit every nerve on me today, schools and the thing and the COVID and everything. You can blow my mind up.
1: Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> Sounds to me like we got an activist here, Derek. Do you know this lady?
3: I don't know whether I know her a lot. <laughs> <I'm> not. <laughs> <laughs> and i not. And I believe
5: in the local level, too, in NYC. I got uh, nine grandchildren, and I got half going home school, half Zoom school, no in-house school. It's all a bunch of crap. They need to open it fully. I disagree with that. They need to open it fully because it's only a 99.98% survival rate. On COVID, on kids. The lockdown is unmerciful. The suicide rates are up. The depression. I have a uh, family member whose daughter's in junior high school. She does Zoom every day. And hackers are coming in and saying perverted things on a public school system, being hacked, where it perverts on the thing with the kids, and it's not being addressed. There's a lot of issues. I, I just can't. I can't no more. Catherine, it sounds to me like uh,
1: Derek ought to run you for lieutenant governor. Uh, are you, uh, you know, I mean, it sounds to me like you're activists out there. Uh, you got the pulse of what's going on in NYC. What's going on in that small business community, which we're focused on today?
5: Well, let me let me tell you, I I did my homework today in regards to uh, removing the governor. And you, New York State, you can not recall a governor, but you can put in an application to have him removed. If the Constitution's violated, this guy violated every nerve on the Constitution. Why and how is he still sitting there is beyond me. Nobody, not Republican or Democrat, wants to help the people to take the process of taking this guy and removing him by bringing this application to the courts. Everybody's mute. Yesterday they went after this guy, uh, in Mac's, uh, pub, uh, public house. The sheriff uh, supposedly went in. Supposedly, it was said that somebody ordered food, and that's where they caught him on. Uh, that's a setup. Uh, you, know, Catherine, you, you seem that. to be
1: very—you seem to be very politically centric. Uh, we are very uh, uh, fortunate to to have Natasha Friedman, who is a very, very savvy political commentator. Have you got a question for her as far as NYC politics, yeah.
5: How do we remove this governor, Natasha? <laughs> We vote Derek Gibson in. that's how we remove it <laughs> that's how we do it I mean, and one thing I want to you know
2: emphasize with Derek is I've covered him uh, attending hashtag walkaway events which is founded by Brandon struck in the Maryland area as well as in the Philadelphia oh, yeah, area and they
5: attacked they attacked him yes, I know him
2: yes. But, um, Derek, I want you to talk about this because you're a black Republican. You talk to minorities. You talk to um, uh, Hispanics, Jews, and you tell people to walk away from the Democratic Party. Why do you feel that it's essential for the African American community and other minority communities to hashtag walk away from the Democratic Party?
3: Because if you look back over our history, uh, black and Hispanic, uh, we've been voting Democrats for maybe 50, maybe 60 years. And we've been complaining for all the years. So look at what are you doing? You complain about your lifestyle. You complain about where you live and you complain about the education. But then look at who you've been supporting for all of those years. You've been supporting the Democratic mm-hmm. Party. So that's what I tell them. Then I compare. Uh, uh, yes, I'm a black Republican, but I am not a just let's say Republican like that. I voted across the line. I voted for Bill Clinton. He had a good economy. I voted for the Bushes. I even was on uh, on Bush's uh, business advisory board, uh, Bush one. Uh, so I've been around the uh, ring a couple of times. I supported Ronald Reagan. I supported uh, uh, Obama in his first term. Uh, second term, I did not support him. I went for for whoever was there, and y'all already know how that worked out. Romy, I wish I could take my <laughs> back right now. But uh, the black community, Hispanic community, look at yourself, look within and say, why am I living like this? Why? That's what we got to do and say, mm-hmm. well, my parents supported the Democrat Party. Uh, uh, yeah. My grandparents supported them. And what have we gained from They have took our vote for granted. So President Trump went in office. He started doing this. Well, you have to make him do it. President Trump went "No, We didn't have to make him do nothing. He went in office with the mindset, Mm -hmm. I'm going to help the black community out because he was doing that before he became president, before he thought about running for president, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpe was giving him awards for doing so much for the black community. So President Trump went in office trying to equal the playing field, uh, since he had the power and that's what he was doing. But the news media did not put that out there to the black community. So they put out there that Trump is a racist, Trump is a a womanizer whatever. Hell, I'm one myself, I love women too, so big deal. But just get the policies together. That's that's where more concerning to, to me. It's his policies for our community, what is going to help. I'm just, hey, I'm truthful. Just what's going to help our community. So that's why I encourage them to walk away at least for no other reason. Try something new for a chance and see how that works. Like Ice Cube was doing, and they beat him across his head for even coming mm-hmm. out, mentioning it, which is it's crazy. So I call that a sheep. Stop being a sheep. Wake up. And I'm going to say one more thing. When the news media was saying that Trump was a racist, I told him like this. I said, I don't give a damn if he was sitting in the White House with a KKK hat on his damn head. I'm looking at his policies and what he have to give for America and what he's doing for America. So I can look beyond that, which I personally know President Trump. I know he's not a racist. The man never been a racist, but it's the news media pushing out across to keep our community down. They want me to uh, be a second-class citizen all our life. That's what they want. They want me to work for them. They don't they want, want you me to,
5: be to be a third class.
3: Yeah, they don't want me to have a piece of the American dream. Mm-hmm. President Trump came in and said, right. Dear, have a piece of the American dream, buy this new car, buy this motorcycle, buy this house, own your own business through President mm-hmm. Trump. I could do that. And I was doing it before him, but it was a struggle. It was a struggle before President mm-hmm. Trump. He came in, cut regulations, he did a lot to yep. make it more uh, easier on, on myself. So I encourage the black community to look beyond uh, one party. We have two parties. So look beyond that and uh, don't let the media uh, tell you what is going on. We have government websites. You can look up yourself. I follow President Trump on Twitter and mm-hmm. everywhere else so I can get the word out of his mouth. I don't have to take it for nobody else. So you should do the same. Yep.
5: You
1: know, Derek well, sounds I'm to one me one one like you got
3: to go out. Sounds to me like you got a gal in
1: Catherine boots on the ground uh, that can probably bring some people together for you, maybe do events. Is any of
5: that going on out there, Catherine? Uh, What kind of events?
1: Uh, Any kind of rallies or anything like that uh, and whatnot in NYC. uh,
5: There's going to be a few events coming up. There's December 6th, they're going to have something at the Christmas tree. Uh, There's another thing in downtown Brooklyn, I don't remember where that is. Tonight they're going to be doing uh, support the Max public house. Uh, I I got off the phone with the DA, Staten Island DA's office, and they told me that I'm going to be very pleased with the press release that he releases within two hours. So let's, I said, I hope so. I tried Does to that have any, Does that phone, have anything you know, to do
1: with that guy, the restaurant owner that was uh, was arrested? Yeah,
5: because yeah, because usually sheriffs and DAs work hand in hand. Usually, so yesterday when this, uh, this sheriff went out into the county of Richmond. The DA should have been notified. I don't know if the DA was notified at all that that was going to unfold. So Derek, let me ask you a question so what, regarding putting
1: manacles, putting manacles on this restaurant owner. Are, are, is this overstepping the bounds? Are we going, you know, the direction we don't need to be going?
5: Oh, that, No, yeah, we're going in a direction where it's going to be the people against the sheriff. I feel like I'm back in the old, old west where you had the corrupt sheriff uh, doing the uh, the bidding of the governors of yesterday, uh, these sheriffs, uh, take a note to uphold the Constitution of the United States, which Trump city and state. So when you as governor is telling you to violate any law in regards to the Constitution of the United States, you sheriff now belong in jail because you violated it knowingly.
1: Unfortunately, we have gone over on the show, uh, obviously, for the reason. Listen, Derek, thank you so much for being on the show. Natasha, always. And Catherine, thanks for calling in. Listen, uh, we need to stay in touch with you, Derek, and whatnot, because uh, you're all about small business. Thank you for turning into Business Buzz today. If you'd like to be a guest, or you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? need to reach us now at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ or email us at infobusinessbuzz.com. To learn more about the show, visit our website at businessbuzz.com. The buzz factor of your business is what we seek to increase. Tune in next week as we bring more guests and resources to make your business buzz.